After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman or women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who is crucified. He is not here. He has been raised as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead, and indeed is he is going ahead of you to Galilee, and there you will see him. This is my message for you. And so they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. You may be seated. I invite you to pray with me this morning. Let us pray. Holy God, you have a word for us today, a word of comfort and a word of challenge, but a word of hope and a word of guidance for our lives. So make our hearts soft this day. Plant your word in us that it may bear fruit through our lives out into the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome. Why is it that we gather together on this day every year Easter? Why do so many Christians from all around the world, literally billions of people, gather together? Is it just to remember something that happened 2,000 years ago? Well, it's a pretty amazing story, right? In fact, it might be the most amazing story, but I don't think that's why we gather, just to remember something that happened a long time ago. See, we don't gather because the resurrection happened. We gather because resurrection happens. Resurrection happens. Now, maybe not in the same way that we see it in the risen Jesus, but I mean, think about this. If Christ was raised from the dead, and then that's all that happened, nothing else, would we even be here today? It's still a great story, but, but we gather because deep down inside, we hope that the power of God that we see in the resurrection story isn't just about back then, but it's for us today, too, because we need resurrection in our lives. We need resurrection in our world. Amen? Amen. 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 See, we human beings, we are capable on our own of some pretty amazing things, right? I mean, we human beings, we can create art and music, Beethoven, Ray Charles. We, we can create technology, rocket ships that can send us to the moon and back. We create technology that fits in the palm of our hand and, and holds all of the information in human history and can communicate with people on the other side of the planet. And we have this technology so that we can make reels of lip-synced music videos and <laughs> cats doing tricks. Right? Amazing. <laughs> We can do amazing things, friends, but, but only God can bring life out of death. I mean, we can do amazing things, but we human beings, we can also do some pretty horrific things. We are quite skilled at hurting one another. We are adept at creating enemies. We are proficient in destruction. 
We look around and we see wars that, that never end. We see hunger that refuses to cease. We see hatreds that hold fast from generation to generation. And we look around and maybe we wonder if we've gone too far and there's no coming back. I don't know about you, but sometimes I look around, hang my head in despair and, and wonder, what could we possibly do to make any difference? But have hope because God can bring life out of death. You know, we gather here today because we desperately want to believe that the miracle of the resurrection, it isn't just something that happened, but something that still can happen in our world and in our lives today. And I think, though, that that many of us look around and, and we wonder, we ask the question, is God still active in the world? Is it okay for me to ask that question? Did I just break a pastor rule by asking that? No, we all are thinking it, right, at some point or another. And so we look to the biblical story. We look to this Easter story to try and glean some understanding and some insight into how it is that God actually does move in the world. And when we look at Jesus, we see that he, he taught and he lived and, and he revealed God's heart for us and for our lives. And Jesus brought the kingdom of heaven near to this earth. He loved the unlovable. He forgave the unforgivable. He healed the sick. He even raised the dead. And, and in him, through this, people saw new possibilities for the human experience. And so they poured all their hope into him. This one Jesus who refused to hate anyone, who refused to judge others, who refused to write off anyone as a lost cause, who refused to turn a blind eye to the needs of others. In every way, he was transforming the world around him, and he was transforming the people around him. But then, of course, he's arrested. And people are scared, but they think, well, God is with him, so surely it will be okay. But then he's taken away and he's abused, he's mocked. And they wonder, how could this happen? God, God will save him though, right? It's not too late. But of course, then he's crucified. He's hung on a cross as the worst of criminals. And all those, and it does seem like it's too late. The sky grows dark at noon and the hope of the world dies. And all those who were following him, all his disciples, all who put their hope and trust in him were, were wondering, where is God in this? And they're all thinking the same question. God, is it too late? But on Easter morning, we learn the truth that for God, it is never too late. How many times have you looked at a situation or a struggle in your life and thought it was too late? Pain or regret seemed to win the day, right? And, and we wonder if God is there. But in my experience, in my own life, those are precisely the times when God shows up in the most amazing ways. I think back on my life and I think of times when I thought all hope had died, but then God resurrects something new. When I thought an opportunity was dead and gone, God resurrects new paths that I never could have imagined on my own. And when I look around at our world today and hear the stories from so many of you, one of the, one of the burdens on my heart this year is our relationships because how many of us have experienced the fracturing of a relationship in this past year, right? With all of the, the tension and the fear and the anger that this world it has in it today, I don't know that our relationships have ever been strained as much as they have in these last few years. I don't know that any of us have come through this unscathed, right? And we feel like maybe it's too late, but for God, it's never too late, 
Maybe in these past few years, you've lost a friend due to disagreement or you've stopped talking to a family member because you couldn't seem to work through your differences. But it's not too late because God can bring life out of death. Sometimes, sometimes God heals uh, strange, broken relationships and, and brings a new life into them that we didn't think would be possible. But sometimes relationships do end. But even then, God resurrects something new and often brings people into our lives that have a renewed sense of joy and purpose that we never thought we would find again. Maybe today you're here bearing the scars of past mistakes, feeling like it's too late for forgiveness, it's too late for redemption, but there's nothing too big for God to forgive. It is never too late to start again. And sometimes when we're going through this pain and struggle, we might think that what we're seeing is God's absence. But here's the the difficult reality about resurrection. Resurrection is only possible after death, right? And so just like the women at the tomb that morning, when you think all hope is gone, when you think it's too late, that might be just the time that God shows up and does something totally unexpected. And those women went to the tomb that day expecting something, right? They expected to find the body of one who they loved, Jesus, but they found an empty tomb. And I love the way that Matthew tells the story. I think it's almost comical, like he's infusing joy in it. I mean, think about this. It says an angel descends from heaven, and then there's an earthquake, because Matthew's got to throw an earthquake in there every once in a while. And then there's a huge stone they're worried about, and the angel just rolls it out of the way. Boop, not a problem. And I love what happens next. It says the angel sat down on the stone. He sits down and he's like, yeah, what's up, y'all? Like as if it's not a big deal. And then this next part is amazing. All these tough, brave guards and soldiers that were there to guard the tomb, they pass out from fear. Do the women pass out from fear? Mm -mm. No. They're like, "Uh, sir, we've got some questions. (laughs) But they listen, and the angel tells this good news. And then I love the next part. It says, they ran quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. And isn't that so true? Whenever God does something amazing and unexpected, there's great joy, but it is also terrifying. I want to look closely at the next verse 9 again. It says, suddenly Jesus met them and said, greetings. And they came to him, and they took hold of his feet, and they worshiped him. Now, this is a powerful verse on its own, but I think it loses something in the translation. The Greek has a bit more passion in it. It could almost be translated like this. Behold, Jesus came to them. See, Jesus didn't just wait to meet them. He came to them. And when they saw him, they they ran to him and they grasped his feet. Friends, I don't know what you came here today carrying with you, but when we think all hope is lost, know that you are not alone Jesus comes to you. He comes to us. And when we experience that, when we experience resurrection and new life, we grab a hold and we don't want to let go because we have been changed. Resurrection happens. We are transformed. You know, we hear all the time in the church this phrase, God loves you, God loves us. And and that's absolutely true. But I would take it a little bit further than that. I would say God loves you too much to let you stay exactly where you are. See, Jesus loves us, doesn't just love us as we are, but as we could be, as he's creating us to be, dying to ourselves and rising in him with each new day. 
That's why at Good Shepherd, we're not just about comfortable Christianity. We're about challenging ourselves, about being challenged, being transformed by God. Because in John chapter 10, Jesus said this. He said, I came that they may have life and have it, what? Abundantly, right? He didn't say, I came that they may have life and have it adequately. (laughs) No, he didn't say, I came that they may have life and have it, meh, satisfactorily. No, he said abundantly, right? abundantly. And that's why Paul writes in Romans 12, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Because resurrection isn't just something that happened to Jesus. It's something that God works in us every day. God loves us too much to leave us right where we are. I mean, think about it like this. Question, how many of you out there uh, have kids Fair number, not everyone, so let me think. Uh, How many of you have ever been a kid? Anyone? Okay, good. Everyone's hand should be up, otherwise it's weird. But I have kids. I love my kids. I love my kids with all my heart, as any good parent would say and feel, right? But here's the question. Would I be fully loving my kids if I let them stay just as they were right now or all the time? Would my parents have been fully loving me if they let me stay exactly as I was when I was eight or 15, <laughs> right? I needed to be formed, reformed, transformed. I needed to grow. I needed to die to some things like my own selfishness and rise again as something new, something better over and over again. And that's what love does, isn't it? Love loves us into becoming not just the person we are, but the person we could be, all that we can be. And that's why I love one of my favorite verses, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Paul writes, so if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. The, everything has passed away. See, everything has become new. This Easter story today, it shows us a picture of, of these women holding on to Jesus. But the whole passion story, it shows us a picture of God holding on to us. The death and resurrection is Jesus clinging to us so fiercely that he will not let go of us no matter what the pain is, no matter what comes, that he will not let go no matter what, even if it means going through death itself for you. It means that no matter what life brings, he is holding on and he will not let go until he brings us through to new life with him as well. And my prayer today, friends, is that you would experience this love that you would experience God's resurrection in your life. I don't know how God's moving in your life. I don't know how, how God's been tugging at your heart lately, but I do know this, resurrection, new life, that is something God is working in each and every one of us today and always, no exceptions. God is continually renewing us, continually resurrecting us, and I want each of us to experience all that God has for us in this life Now, how do we do that, though? It's going to probably look a little different for every one of us, right? But my challenge today is this. Lean in, listen for God, and allow God to work in your life. Lean in, listen for God, and allow God to work in your life. So going out from this place today, maybe that means a renewed sense of uh, prayer in a deeper way or a more consistent way. Maybe for some of us that means finding a a daily devotional or a Bible reading plan so that we can dwell in the Word and hear God's voice in our lives each day. Maybe for some it means worshiping more regularly or, or surrounding ourselves with Christian fellowship and community in a different way or a deeper way. Whatever that is, my heart is that each and every one of us would experience God's 
resurrection joy. May you experience transformation. May you experience the new life that can be found only in Jesus. Let us pray. Lord God, we give you thanks that we get to gather this day to remember something that happened that was so miraculous and unbelievable all those years ago and to remember that you are still working resurrection today in our lives in big ways and small ways in our world. Lord, I pray that as we go out from this place that we would experience the new life you have for us, that you would move in ways that we, we don't miss. God, be with us. May your spirit fill each and every heart that your love and life may shine forth to touch this weary world, bringing your kingdom just a little closer with every new day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.